Hi, I'm Jonathan Mann. And I'm one of the many mats. <laughs> and this is Digitally Rare, a show about mats now and in the future. <laughs> <laughs> On the podcast, we have Matthew and Rizzle from the Matthew and Rizzle podcast show that I was on a couple weeks ago. It was very fun. Welcome, gents. Uh, welcome here to the podcast. Thank you so much, man. It's an honor. Um, we are really excited to have you guys here and mm-hmm. um, to hear all about what's going on with you guys. First, I just I just want to get everybody's reaction to something. Um, okay. I'm sh- I'm almost positive that everyone has seen this, although Matt C, I'm not n- entirely sure if you've seen it yet. Okay. Um, I ju- I'm gonna send you all a link, and I just want you to react to react in real time <laughs> to this video that G Money the Ape um, posted. Oh. Do you know what I, Do you know what this is already? I believe so. I looked at Twitter uh, for five seconds. Okay, let's just yes. okay. If, oh, if you've all seen it. Oh, good. Okay, I was hoping there was at least somebody in the dark. Okay, I'm sending everyone in the various chats. Just, I want like someone's (laughs) initial reaction to this video, and then we can tell the audience like what we're laughing at. (laughs) So, is this this what the jokes were about? Yes. 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 So this is this is this is how Christie's gag, (laughs) right? (laughs) So this is how Christie's. I cannot stop laughing about this because it's so just unbelievably great. Um, this is how Christie's decided to display the CryptoPunks yeah. art <laughs> as like these tiny. So if you're in the audience I in the future and you this don't. This was a joke, man. I, I like saw. Right? I, I thought like Christie's yeah, people... was like trolling <laughs> NFT users or something and like made a joke of this. I had no idea that this was actually a thing that happened. My, so I'm like trying to pick my jaw up off the floor. So if you're in the future and you're very confused, what we're laughing about is that um, just last night was the Punks um, sale at Christie's that happened. And there's a lot to talk about there, which we'll get into it. But but what we're laughing about is these videos that G-Money posted. G-Money got to go to the Christie's gallery and like see the Basquiat and see all the different actual art that was up for sale. And the way that they... Uh, showed the CryptoPunk art on the walls is like literally post-it note sized <laughs> things of the punks and and in the video it's just like it's crooked like Matt was saying it's crooked it's not straight it's just like a fucking punk in the middle of a giant wall and it's like it's so dumb and so hilarious now the one thing is like their idea was like, oh, you got to walk around the gallery and find the punks, right? Like, okay. Right. That, cool idea. That, that could be okay. But the problem is because I showed my wife the two videos that G Money posted. One of them is this one. There's one other one where it's more like down towards the floor. And mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. was like, oh, that one makes a little bit more sense is what she said. was like, oh, like right. that's a little bit more interesting than just in the middle of the wall. <laughs> Like Dude, right. I legit thought like Pranksy snuck in there and was like fucking around with people <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah, because there's like a well, there's a well-regarded way to display very small things. What I feel like happened is they just like printed out the images, and then the printer was like confused about the DPI, and it was like, oh, okay, yeah, uh, 18 pixels per inch. Yeah, so we'll make it an inch tall. 
Oh and then... my god. <laughs> my read on the situation uh, was that it. someone at Christie's was yeah. was like, okay, well, my punk punk folks are snarky, irreverent. Yeah. Uh, let, mm. Let's do something really, really funny and random. And they just yeah. totally misread the situation. Yes. And yeah. I'm sure they're in a meeting right now with their higher ups. Like, what the fuck did you do? Are you right. What did you do? Crying into their 15% commission. Yeah. Right. Is Christie's <laughs> trying to like em- enter the meme space or something? Like a yes. failed right. meme yeah. attempt, basically? Yeah. yeah yes. Honestly. And I think it, I mean, we can just get right into this. I think it, I think it raises so many good um, questions about, 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 what is even the point of that? You know, like, mm-hmm. do, do we, is this even appropriate for, I mean, I'm happy for Larva Labs, obviously, like I'm thrilled right, for them. Right. I think it's, I think it's, I think as a creator, there's something very validating and probably very, um, that feels great about it. But I just, on a, on a higher level thing, it just doesn't fit. It just doesn't fit right. at all. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you guys think Does it, about that? Yeah, I mean, I guess my take is that the uh, what's cool about what's happening in crypto right now is that for the first time, um, there's sort of a parallel art world appearing. Right. Um, because traditionally, one has to uh, exist in the old art world in order to change anything. Um, but for the first time, like pretty much everything about crypto is different. Like the cre- the collectors were different. I mean, we want that to change, of course, but like the type of people who collected digital art were different from the type of people who collected yeah. uh, the existing, you know, art. And it's like the creators are different. Everything, the money, how you move it around, like what you can do with it, the medium, the format, everything was fundamentally different. And because of that, you get like really new ideas that just didn't happen in the art world before, like 15% resale, resale royalty rights, right? Which we've talked about a ton before. Artists have been fighting for since the Renaissance, um, since specifically 71 with the Perjanti contract. And it was only until we iterated completely outside of the existing um, environment that that became standard. And so, like, there is something kind of funny about going back to right. Christie's or Christie coming into this and being like, oh, no, cool, this is all the same. Um, how do you do, my fellow time, kids? Right. It's, it's yeah. very much a how do you do. <laughs> but at the same time, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And um, certainly, like, staying uh, outside of and, like, explicitly not connected to the traditional art world won't work forever. Um, or maybe it will. I don't know. Yeah, I think it just brings up questions of how to display this sort of digital art. Mm. I, I agree with Rizzo. I think it's oh, a failed great. meme attempt on their part. Mm-hmm. Um, what they were doing here, it just seems better suited for like the subway stairs in yes. New York mm-hmm. City or mm-hmm. something like that. Which and is what they were doing. They Which is what they were yeah. doing with the with with uh, Save Art Space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Uh, but within this like forum where they could, are exhibiting the other work that's going to the auction block like that Basquiat that went for however many tens of millions of dollars <laughs> to have this like million do- yeah it was like a lot yeah <laughs> yeah this like post-it size note that's not even flushed with the wall not even right. level not even no like frame. centered with yeah like yeah, it's not just, even like visually centered yeah it, it, I don't know it just it's that it's it reeks of disrespect and just a lack of forethought mm. and like again it's almost like they're thinking about this whole thing as a joke on the right. whole which yeah I mean it, come on Christie's come on <laughs> right, come right, on right. Christie's I think is a good 
Dude, the whole thing just makes me like, ugh. Like, I, you know, and, and I, I'll be like a little bit overdramatic, but like it, to me it really mm-hmm. feels like why are we like negotiating with the enemy? Like we don't right, need right. them for anything like <laughs> at sure. all. You yes. know? I mean, they're not like the yeah. enemy, but like why? Like yeah. what? what yeah. is the point of this other than like – publicity stunt but like i don't know i mm-hmm. you know i and uh jonathan man we talked about this when you came on our podcast like yeah. you know a lot of us who were here like really early on like the whole point was like to disrupt this not like to embrace yeah. this and and it just right. i don't know leaves like a real bad taste in my mouth like and especially because they like you know think they're funny or like you yeah. know i don't know that mm. even like makes it worse it's like rubbing some salt in it or something yeah. Um, and maybe it's not that big of a deal, but this is like one of the reasons why, like, I found my way into this space was because of that or, you know, in some way. Yes. Right. Yeah. The juxtaposition between, uh, the CryptoPunks and then the Basquiat or whatever, uh, that's, that's kind of fun. <laughs> it's fun. It, it, it's, it's interesting. And, you know, honestly, like if, um, it's, I wonder if it's going to raise questions for like, let's say they come to X copy at some point or something, or like, you know, mm-hmm. come to some, some other, you know, obviously pack already did something with Sotheby's. Was that Sotheby's? what happened? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Say. Um, and the gateway, but, and if you gateway, right where, where you're at, but, but I wonder if like, I wonder if after this, if, if they came to somebody uh, you know, if if they if they would stop and think, you know, and be like, now wait a minute, do, I'm not sure. Do I do I want to do that? Because like because because I can imagine it being sort of torn because it is there is a sort of like weird validation there that 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 just comes from a legacy thing. Like oh totally, you know yeah. that you can't escape that. I don't think, but at the same time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. after this experience, you have to wonder like. Is the validation that I might feel worth? Is that worth the, that? Yeah. Worth. Is it juice with the squeeze? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is it juice worth the squeeze? That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I, f- I feel like there's going to be a bifurcation within the quote unquote crypto art community that's probably mm. going to split. I know mm. Christie's is actively courting many folks in the, the crypto art community. Some of uh, these folks are just pure crypto artists, they got their start with bitcoin or in uh like uh, ethereum right but then there's other artists who probably categorize themselves more in the the fine artist traditional art mold and like Mm -hmm. going on the auction block at christie's is like the ultimate kind of like stamp of validation but for crypto artists if i were watching this whole fiasco i would be like Mm. do i really want to risk the association like are they really bringing like new collectors into this space and Mm -hmm. like from behind closed doors i mean to be quite frank they're not really bringing all that much in the way of like new collectors and there's a lot of barriers to folks in our space that would probably be willing to collect on their platform Mm -hmm. when it comes to like kyc and stuff like that um so (laughs) yeah it's going to be really interesting to see how the artists themselves really deal with this situation because it could become right. like a reputational hazard frankly totally dude, totally yeah it's like a blow to the street cred in in my opinion i mean dude wait wait until like x copy says like fuck you to christie's and goes yeah. down as a martyr and i'll be like yes forever yeah. i will worship totalize that email yeah yeah, yeah exactly exactly yeah, I mean, it's kind of like just picking the narrative or like uh, choosing the collector base. It's kind of like an, a politics thing as well. It's like at the, at the end of the day, you're like 
taking a narrative stance. And if your collectors are, you know, uh, you know, hardline, like Christie's is kind of dumb, like we don't need this validation, then yeah. you're also going to be on that and you're going to attract people who are also on that wave. And that's like, that's awesome. And, but also I totally get it. If an artist is like, yo, I want to be on Christie's. I want to be, yeah. I want to be auctioned off by Christie's. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Right. It's a dream for a lot of people. I mean, you can't take that away from the situation. Right. Uh, yeah. So no, I, I agree with so you. so much locked in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's that go was back. Wild. Let's it also kind of, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, there's one more note, which yeah. is like, how do you display digital art? Because yes. this is a very well, skeuomorphic um, event, right? Like it's a very, you know, this, this whole concept of a physical gallery with a physical auction, all of this is distinctly rooted in like these pieces have bits or uh, atoms rather <laughs> associated <laughs> with them <laughs> and they need to be present. They, we, we put them on the wall, like that sort of, sort of thing. Like, um, Dude, I'm about to start printing like, mine out on post-it notes and sending them to Christie's yeah. if that's the, the format they want. That's what you, it takes. That's it. You know what's interesting? That makes me think of autoglyphs, and it makes me think of how almost mm. in some ways maybe autoglyphs would have been, um, while clear, you know, while obviously not having the sort of cultural um, uh, reach that CryptoPunks has in a in a in a way that they from the very beginning thought about how they could make them physical mm -hmm. with the plotters and everything mm -hmm, i wonder mm -hmm. if almost that would have and and the deep roots of that kind of auto-generated right. art the way in in fine art i wonder if that would right. have even been a better choice there would have, there would have been precedent certainly right because i yeah. mean autoglyphs or solo wit which is this like instructional thing um right. has a has an instance of a solo wit been auctioned off as in like one Gosh. gallery's version of it it's a good question like that's I a really interesting know. yeah and if you're auction can one own the instructions to a solo wit i don't actually know what's the art world's take on that i'm looking at christie's right now right which i mean coming from the nst world i'm like well yeah obviously uh, that's kind of what we're doing right we're owning a pointer to a piece of information like we're owning the mm -hmm. like the digital record is just like this shelling point for an idea yeah so like of course you can own the instructions to make a solo wit um that doesn't stop anyone from following them right. which is kind of the point which but... is the same though as yeah well, as, as <laughs> nfts i mean that's like right. that's such a good analog for, for NFTs. yeah so yeah i kind of wonder if there's a precedent for that but yeah i, I feel like the whole post-it note just <laughs> it, it felt very um skewmorphic in a way that like did not embrace the medium it's but also be, yeah what's the alternative it's gonna be my song today is gonna be yeah. tiny tiny punks on post-it notes or something, <laughs> something like that. It's gonna be, it has to be i just That's my great. only yeah. my only wish is that because I, I only saw two videos my only wish was that that we had videos of all nine that would be um helpful but yeah I, I'll, I do like how um g money changed their yes. uh, twitter profile pic <laughs> to a blank wall with a with the g money punk in the corner yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tiny g money punk yeah, yeah it's so good i saw it on my timeline and i'm like who who is this like why is this on my timeline and then i'm like oh it's g money um so 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 okay so now that we got that out of the way let's go back a little bit i'm curious um b both of you wh what were you guys doing before you got into nfts and and did you change i noticed that both of you have like nft twitter handles did you like when did you did you join twitter with those twitter handles did you change your twitter handles one of you is Nif matthew you're nifty time and rizzle you're nft land right yep 
Yeah, that's so, right. So uh-huh. what were you guys doing pre-NFTs? Like, what, 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 what were you guys up to? And, and, and did you join Twitter before you got into NFTs? And how did, how did, that, how did you get your, your, your Twitter handles? I'm curious. Yeah, so this is where the story gets weird for me, actually. It's funny. So before crypto, NFT land, working in crypto, I was actually in Korea, in Seoul, South Korea. I was there for living, working, studying for 15 years. Oh, my God. Graduated with an undergraduate degree in classical Chinese. Ended up working at uh, Samsung uh, in the the biologics startup. um, Holy shit. Corporate. Uh, human resource management, corporate strategy, um, all Korean context, all that good stuff. And that's mm-hmm. where I kind of found out and got turned on to crypto from my mm-hmm. like expat buddies that were yeah, meeting up in the morning, conversing English, talking about crypto, Bitcoin and all that. And from, from there, I was like, always had the sort of like entrepreneurial bug, trying to like come up with ideas, execute them and just, I don't know, make money. Um, and when I signed up to Twitter back then, I think this was like 2015-ish, um, right around the time I found out about Ethereum, uh, I signed up to Twitter with the worst handle in the entire world, breadcrumbs, <laughs> bread, bread underscore crumbs, crumbs not spelled the usual way, but what, what K-R, it was like this weird idea for localized, yeah, yeah, multiple times. Uh, multiple times. It was like this like, stupid oh, idea for. So good. I was like, breadcrumbs is great, um, but <laughs> yeah, not not spelled that way. Um, right. Anyway, yeah. So okay, fast forward a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the blockchain-based social network sent popped up, and mm-hmm. I was an early user there, and I kind of got like infatuated with. It. I wrote hundred blog posts about the concept wow. of bounties as it applies to non-technical people and how crypto mm-hmm. kind of unlocks this really interesting dynamic when it comes to engagement and social. And mm-hmm. I eventually weaseled my way onto the team, became a co- uh, co-founder of that. Um, mm-hmm. For folks not familiar with Scent, you're probably more familiar with the other side project we spun up at the end of last year called Valuables that lets folks tokenize tweets that Jack Dorsey used to sell his Genesis right. tweet for $2.9 million. Yeah. Um, so I was doing that and that venture, like leading the community at Scent and yeah. Valuables is how I met Rizzle to begin with. Rizzle was like oh. the, a power user for years on Scent. <laughs> and on a win, like finally after like chatting in the DMs, we hopped on a call and he, he reverse interviewed me because I had a, <laughs> uh, like a, a spotlight series on the community members at Scent. And we hit it off and we're like, fuck, dude, like we need to do this more often. And we just started the, the Matthew and Rizzle show, our podcast from there. And I was talking to, to Jonathan the last time we were recording. That's basically like within a week's time frame when when you, Matt, and you, Jonathan, had kind of like taken a hiatus from recording mm-hmm. Digitally Rare, which was like my... <laughs> lightning rod for the, the nft community that was like the only place to listen to people talk about nfcs for the longest right. time and, i mean the rest is really history with rizzo and myself love um, started that. the the whip meet up in the metaverse together and yeah that's that's my yeah, man. Hit my handle yeah uh i was actually resistant to joining twitter for a very long time uh, uh. i let's see my background i uh 
I have a master's degree in like social work and nonprofits and spent like almost 20 years working in like shelters and alternative to incarcerations program. And that's a career mm. that people joined to go broke in. Mm -hmm. uh, and mm -hmm. so I became like Bitcoin shitcoin hustler, like starting very, very early <laughs> in like 2012 uh, to sort of, you know, have like a side hustle type of thing. Uh, and sort of bounced around from like toxic community to toxic community and like Bitcoin <laughs> talk and like Reddit and uh, found my way to scent uh, sort of like pre NFTs. And I actually like really, really enjoyed the scent community, met Matt over there and like a bunch of other people who are now like widely respected OGs in the NFT community. Uh, and I still didn't like give a shit about Twitter. I was like, why? What do I care about Twitter for? All the cool people are right here. Uh, and then finally, uh, it was only like a year ago or so that I finally got on Twitter and I was like, all right, well, what should my Twitter handle be? And I was like, holy shit, how is NFT land available? <laughs> so I <laughs> yeah. scooped that up and uh, not letting that one go. Um, nope. So, yeah, that, that's how I found my way on Twitter. And, and actually, no regrets. I was like totally wrong. Twitter's like really, really fun and a lot of really fun people hang out on there. So, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. that's how I sort of found my way there. Twitter really is like the default um yeah, nft like um social network for some for some reason it's yeah. like it just seems like that's where everybody is um, yeah can't shake it yeah you can't it's just it's just is what it is that's so interesting your guys backgrounds um have have those have like the 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 work that you guys were doing in either of those fields has that like informed the the stuff that you've taken on inside or the stuff that you've been interested in or, or taken on inside crypto inside nft specifically um and if so how that's it's, it's just such a interesting um precursor to this world mm -hmm. i mean when it comes to like what i was doing at biologics and yeah like the biologics business obviously the industries are totally different um but from a, a human relationship dynamic like working in totally different foreign contexts interacting with folks from hundreds of different countries ultimately mm -hmm. all having to work together towards a, a similar right. goal uh, figuring out the best way to communicate for people that are, are like not native english speakers or mm -hmm. communicating foreign concepts i mean that mm -hmm. is directly applicable mm -hmm. and i That's feel like it. Mm -hmm. everything yeah. that i did in asia and korea has really really worked beautifully to create the person i am today and feel at home in this like crazy new space we're calling the metaverse <laughs> do you speak fluent chinese is that part of your curriculum back then so we had to learn some uh mandarin in mandarin, addition yeah. to um just the classical chinese but okay. i never lived in china mainland china okay. so like my yeah speaking chinese is mm -hmm. not very good listening is is okay but okay. reading is yeah that's where i'm at oh sweet that's so interesting and what it's about impressive. you, Rizzle? In the in the kind of nonprofit, did you say like um, like a, working against in mass incarceration? Was that one of the places you were in? Yeah, uh, yeah. I used to work in so like a what's called like an alternative to incarceration program for wow. youth mm -hmm. who've like got a few strikes against them, and you know right. trying to avoid getting like tied up in the system. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, man. Uh, dude, I had like a lot of really mixed feelings sort of leaving that career mm -hmm. path uh, and feel like uh, in the long run, I it was sort of a trade off. I feel like this has given me like a larger platform to uh, give back to society in the way that I really set out to do and became really frustrated with over the course yeah. of my career. 
Uh, and I've actually like met a lot of really awesome people, man, who are also like really passionate about trying to figure out how to like utilize this technology in a way that will sort of like raise the bar for like, you yes. know, everyone across the board and everything. And so, you know, all this shit I feel like is in its infancy right now in terms of like charity projects. Everyone's trying to like make money right now. Uh, yep. But, you know, mm -hmm. there are also like a lot of people who made money who are now like, you mm -hmm. know, starting to think about ways they can, you know, do bigger things with it or like larger scale mm -hmm. things with it. And so, dude, I, I feel like now is really like the time like or ahead of its time where we're going to start seeing some like really fascinating charity projects yes. and things mm -hmm. like that. And, and so what I'm really, really hoping, man, I, I feel like it hasn't quite happened yet, but I'm really hoping that at some point on my like career trajectory here i can like merge these two it'll come in yeah things. it'll come back yeah man yeah. It, it seems like it's it's yeah. going to come back around at some point and and so i feel like i made the right play of like diving deeper into that so i can sort of like come full circle and mm -hmm. contribute mm -hmm. in a way that i originally set out to do but the system is so fucked up man it's so difficult to like really make a difference uh within the existing uh parameters of like nonprofits mm. and shit. Mm -hmm. Nonprofit burnout is like is is Super is just real. is like a cliche at this point. You know, it's just like it yeah. is yeah. it is the, yeah. the standard. I'm doing this oh go ahead. Go ahead, Matt. I was gonna say to your point about like uh trying new things and like yeah using this tech to do really neat stuff. I'm I'm thinking of stuff like the wildlife harbinger tax uh donations and um like all of these weird mechanics that people are dreaming up that are also like extremely uh like capitalism like DeFi and whatnot and the yield farming, like all of that can be deployed for good causes as well, especially because capital is like one way to enact change. So it's like, yeah, cool. We could do like automated trusts that uh, the yeah. yield goes to um, charities and like those are managed by a protocol that are, you know, that are financially incentivized to make the best yield on all of these DeFi things and all of that. It's really exciting yeah. to me, man. I, I feel like we're getting there. Like I can see it like happening, you mm -hmm. know, we, we're just not quite there yet with tech yeah. and with like the, you know, consumer education to implement it. But uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's exciting, man. I feel like we're getting there. Mm -hmm. I'm doing a song for um, Kevin Owaki of uh, Gitcoin. Oh, cool. um, nice. um, and, and the brief was essentially like, like a song for all the like NFT dudes who are like really depressed about like just the grind of the casino of it of just like like you know jumping on the project and then like buying it and like sell it and it's like no, no 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 like there's something much bigger here that we can be doing and that's his whole that's his whole thing with gitcoin right is 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 right. how to how to um bring people together to to uh enact really meaningful change um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and he wants me to like make a song that's like aimed at the people who are feeling a little disillusioned with uh with the nft game at this that's point. really fun yeah um i want to talk about well first of all is there anything that there's so much happening right now um mm. we could talk about the apes we could talk about the me bits we could talk the there's 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 a lot to to go into I yeah. guess maybe let's start with me bits um, because because that uh, looms pretty large at this point and there's any mm -hmm. number of ways to come yep. into it. First of all, I guess the question is how many me bits did we all get and 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 what's the best <laughs> one that we all got? Um, Matt Condon, do you want to go first? Yeah, 
I, I, so I actually, I formed an opinion halfway through the MeBits thing where I was like, oh, I like these. And it's the ones that have matching shirts and pants. Oh man. Have you seen, have you seen Rizzles? Have you seen Rizzles? Oh my God. Oh my God. He is the best robot. It oh is. my god, you, I bet it is. Okay. I did. I wait, hit the wait, robot so got, How do I find this? Oh, I see it. I think I see it. Yeah, with the blue. Um, with the blue. The blue, like, checkered. Oh, yeah, excellent. Actually, Isn't that fantastic. gorgeous? Yep. This is gorgeous. Yeah, that's great. Um, I, I love that. I did not win the robot lottery, which makes me really, really sad. But um, I how- did get some sick, uh, like, basketball player or soccer player looking people with the oh, jerseys, sweet. and they have matching athletic shorts. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> How many did you end up getting? Um, you got one per CryptoPunk. Well, because so. you have like a number of CryptoPunks, right? Yeah, yeah. It like just aped in in 2018. Um, I think I got five. Okay. And then I juggled a bunch because yeah. I wanted to play the lottery. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. How did you guys do? Well, I hit the robot Leaks lottery, alpha. as we all know. Yeah. So that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was huge. I... I wasn't uh i i don't know i feel like i never win anything i almost like you know felt like my phone malfunctioned when i saw (laughs) that pop up uh but pretty stoked about that uh i bought like a a cool looking girl on like the low end of the market before i rolled the dice just to make sure i got one uh Mm -hmm. in general before like you know while they were the market dipped a little bit and i was like all right maybe i can get one that cheap and then i scooped up one more uh dude with a basketball jersey because i really wanted one with a basketball jersey so i got three total including mr robot nice mr robot (laughs) yeah no one's gonna top rizzle's story no i got I got a couple just to hedge. Um, I had sold my uh, CryptoPunk a couple months earlier. Before oh, no. the thing <laughs> it's all good. No, it's all tis good. Tis the story. Tis the story. Yeah. We're all, yeah. But I think it's, I, I wrote about this the other day. I think it's a really cool experiment um, from a community engineering mm-hmm. perspective. Mm-hmm. Just because mm-hmm. of the, the airdrop that the, the current CryptoPunk holders were entitled to. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the value associated with these things. Um, mm-hmm. The CryptoPunks holders on the whole are definitely um, some of the more fluent members of the metaverse and in mm-hmm. general society. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I know one of the sort of like outside criticisms of the community has been like a super money focused right versus some other communities mm-hmm. and it felt like this airdrop was a really interesting experiment and in seeing if right. the character of that community um could change in a way like folks that maybe diehard collectible uh, uh collectible fans or whatever could get in here um you know the community members know who's like a good fit good not they could just use a a, we- a me bit for example to kind of the oh come in here mm-hmm. to the new Mebit community, mm-hmm. um, grow from there. That, that's sort mm-hmm. of like where my interest in that has, has been lying. Yeah, I love that um, they distributed a lot of the Mebits without you know relying on finances. Um, although, of course, the derivative is you own a CryptoPunk, which at this point is like kind of hilarious. But um, assume, I assume some people are uh, you know, OG bought in, and because of that, they got it, like, kind of like me. Like, I can't afford a CryptoPunk today. Um, but like, I got a me bit, which is cool. How did you guys feel about the, the reverse Dutch auction thing? Um, which oh, is, yeah. which was the first time that I'd seen that done on that scale 
um, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how did that sit with everybody? Say like the the re- the reverse of the reverse, where it's mm-hmm. just like sort of open ended up top. Like I yeah. like shy away from those auctions in general, just because mm-hmm. I don't want to like I don't I don't like bidding wars. I mean, I do like yeah. watching them from the sideline, but I don't feel like getting into them. And like right. you know, this was I don't know introduced a much more predictable. <laughs> like environment mm-hmm, for me mm-hmm. that I just need to decide: Am I going to pull the trigger or not? Uh, here's what it is at this point, and it's you right. know I don't know. For me, I kind of liked it. No, totally. Yeah, I feel like uh, bidding wars or like the sort of uh, like certain auction mechanics like trigger me in a weird way. Like they they poke at mm-hmm. parts of my brain that are like very animalistic, and I'm like I don't like that. But the Dutch auction <laughs> was was only poking at the the FOMO, which is I think we're all familiar with. <laughs> Um, I have this like sense, it's just an idea that like we, we're only seeing like the tippy tip of the iceberg in terms Mm. of what they have planned. And I don't, you know, this, we shouldn't turn this into like a larva labs prediction show or something, but like, but I can, you can, my sense would be knowing them as much as we know them or whatever, Mm -hmm. like and seeing what this project is so far that like there's there's more there's more to come is my yeah. is, is my prediction and if there is very good that they're not talking about it because yes. that's that's really annoying is when people are like look we're going to build this right. this is our 20 year plan for right. this thing that has it's, value yes we're going to auction off all <laughs> of this stuff right now and then you know then it then it dies yeah I wouldn't be surprised if there was a way, if the if if in the future there's going to be a way for more people to get me bits in mm. a, in a, in a in a that's in a the thing, right? Way. Yeah, because there's only there's twenty thousand. Um, there are more than twenty thousand people who want to use the metaverse. Um, exactly. Or th- that is the theory. Um, it that's the problem with like scarce identity right is that it you you kind of want identity to be scarce because through scarcity you get like meaningful culture um like for example with fortnite skins or me bits it's like cool you have a robot that like means something um not every, it, like if everyone's special no one's special right um but but you do want more than twenty thousand people exactly. to interact with the metaverse yeah. so yeah i wouldn't be surprised they get like the other bits though, right? They don't dance right. like quite as well as ours. Or- uh, <laughs> that's true, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting. High society. It'd be interesting if they took the route of like treating the individual, the twenty thousand individual me bits, as like licenses for that specific me bit mm. that let the NFT holder right. sort of, if they wanted to allow quote unquote extra minting of other avatars uh-huh. that are yep. derived from it. See, so yeah. like they're the original so, one, right. the other ones. That's cool. Yeah. Just so yeah. they expand like a club around themselves, not yes. so 100%. much like a club based around the traits. Could be interesting. Yes. Yeah, totally. Something like that. That's, that's, a, I would love style. that idea. Yeah. Like my main thesis is just that, 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 um, you know, they've, d- that, that Larva Labs, they don't, um, repeat themselves, right? Like they're, mm. Like the, yeah. what little I do know them is like is that they're very uninterested in just like doing the same thing again. Yeah, and MeBits uh, is too close right now to CryptoPunks. Mm. Yeah. Oh they, well, they increased it by ten thousand, right? Like, but right, but right. Uh, it's too close right now. There's there's got to be like some other thing. That's a great point. Is yeah, like CryptoPunks is a fundamental medium shift. Autoglyphs is like a fundamental medium shift. 
they uh, wouldn't exactly. They wouldn't do this. Wasn't yeah. They wouldn't do this if, necessarily if, if, if there wasn't some like Matthew. That's a really cool idea. I hope it's that almost. Yeah. But, yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> if Larva Labs didn't have that cred, there's no yeah. way I would have invested right. yes. into this project like it was. Any right. other project could have released the exact same thing, and I would have right. taken a hard pass at this price point. But that's that's Absolutely. essentially what I'm banking on too. Is that yeah, Larva Labs like has a reputation for putting out revolutionary shit, and yep. uh, and I also don't want to be stuck like if they do another airdrop in the future, I want to be holding a Mebit. <laughs> right, <thing>. right. <laughs> Great point. So, yeah, no, I definitely feel like that's not the end. I mean, how do y'all see uh, Mebits fitting into the metaverse, knowing that y'all are, like, super into that? Yeah, you guys are, like, the – you guys – neither Matt or I are super, like, metaverse-versed. Um, um, <laughs> metaverse, yes. So, so I, I am curious, like, how you see Mebits fitting into these sort of existing uh, mm-hmm. structures you, that yeah. you guys – because you guys spend a lot of time in that space. I feel like it's going to ride or die on like the customization of them, right? Like the mm. default ones we have right now and a lot of them you could change shirts 20 times a day if you want. So like are people mm-hmm. going to want to pay 10k for a Mebit mm. that they're stuck with it looking exactly like that for eternity? I, I mean, I'm sure I'm well, I'm not sure of anything. Like hopefully that's not entirely the plan, but that would be my right. like thing. The the interoperable aspect of it is what everyone wants right now i think yeah, if that right. comes to fruition uh i'd be interested to hear matt's thoughts though yeah i mean rizzo and i we've put on hundreds of yeah. events in the like crypto voxels decentraland right yeah um experimented with sandbox a little not really anything with somnium space but the one parallel like that interoperability of the avatar like going mm-hmm. between these worlds personally i'm like fuck i wish i could take my avatar uh-huh. with me everywhere uh-huh. and that's the the one part of the Mebits project that seems like it'll come to market sooner than later. Yes. Like CryptoVox yeah, yeah. is, is already kind of working on that. It seems like same thing with Somnium Space. And I'm not sure about Decentraland, but potentially Decentraland. And these the avatars themselves look like they're just taken from the sandbox game. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Just yeah. the whole structure and construction. That's everything. a great point. Yeah. Like if it weren't Larva Labs, there'd be no chance because everybody's been talking mm-hmm. about interop for, you know, ages. It's like, oh, cool, you have an item that can be used in all these different games, but there's no real incentive. But with this, like, huge drop to existing holders, plus this, like, growing community of people who are like, no, 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 we need this in in the metaverses. And just the heft of the Larva Labs name behind right. it, like we were yeah. saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so that but actually to, might be novel. Yeah, but to kind of double down on Rizzle's point about mm-hmm. the, the lack of customization, at least mm-hmm. right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that we've seen, especially in CryptoVoxels, that really clicked, um, and it's a shame that it's been offline for so so long, is the, the wearable culture that kind of mm-hmm. erupted around those mm-hmm. naked avatars that, mm-hmm. that Nolan uh, gives everyone when they hop into CryptoVoxels for mm-hmm. the first time. <laughs> the ability to design these digital wearables that, again, they can be unique, exclusive, rare, collectibles mm-hmm. in their own right is something the community was just like fucking exploded over yeah. and mm-hmm. it made the whole it, crypto voxels specifically so colorful shows and yes. contests yeah. or like right. designer contests and everything thing. you know yeah yeah that's rad and I'm, i mean yeah that's rad. no yeah and i know there's folks that are like thinking about how they can add customization to these me bits and they're like mm-hmm. actively designing accessories and mm-hmm. stuff so mm-hmm. just as long as that the nice. projects support that with the me bits i'm excited to see that come out i that think the fact that i think the fact that 
that um, it's broken b- down by hair, shirt, pants, shoes. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is a clue. Is a clue. It has to be a clue mm-hmm. that that that. Uh, well, one would hope. Anyway, we don't want to mm-hmm. become a, a Larva Labs prediction. Show, right, but, right, right, right. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, that makes me think of. I was just DMing with Jimmy uh, uh, of of NFT Forty Two and. Who, who I don't really know that well, but Rizzle, you, I know you, I mean, obviously you guys work together. Um, I was pitching, we, we, we sort of came up with this idea of, which, because I don't spend a lot of time in the metaverse, I hadn't really thought about this, but what if you had, you know, I do custom songs, right? So what if, what if uh, one of the things I offered was like a custom theme song that comes on a tape a, a, a metaverse tape that you put in your boombox and it just the, your custom Yo. theme song follows you wherever you go in the metaverse. You have like a, yeah. a custom like like a walkout music. Yeah, like a walkout music. Hey, anywhere you you <laughs> <Yes>. go. <anywhere. laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna work on that. My that's my, a great idea. My Mebits thing is you know I got um I I got two because because of my autoglyph and my CryptoPunk, and they were cool. You know they were just kind of whatever. And then I bought one more. I was like I just. I bought one more during the sale. I was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. Um, I yeah. want a new computer. This is costing as much, if not more, <laughs> than a new computer. Okay, I'm just going to do it anyway. All right. I could probably get like five computers. Um, and then I was I was uh, emailing a little bit with with Matt and John and just randomly. They, they were like, because we're going to have them back on the pod at some point, And they just randomly were like, hey, like, send us your ETH address. We'll send you another Mebit or whatever. And I was like, what? And so and so then yesterday, um, somebody DM'd me on Discord, and they're like, hey, you got a robot. That's awesome. And I was like, what? what? And I went and I looked at my wallet, and they had, I mean, it, it, it was random. They, they had just spun the dice or whatever, but, they, but it, it landed on a robot. So now I have my own robot. Which I'm like, Yo, I, I'm like welcome. you, Rizzo. Like I never win anything. I never like get anything. And so I was like, this is. And then the other thing that wow. happened yesterday is I also had entered an auction, um, a contest, just with my my ETH address to win a Def Beef. Do you guys know Def Beef? What is that? No. Oh, Def Beef Very is, cool. is is the most interesting, just the most fascinating on chain stuff that's happening right now in the entire space. Um, uh, Def Beef does Matt. Maybe you can explain it better than I can. But he does like yeah. amazing generative music and art all on mm-hmm. chain using nothing but a C compiler. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, dude, I did see this. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that's that's what it's called. But the this the tune is like sort of glitchy sounding. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep, yep. 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 And 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 I entered to win one, and I won one. Uh, just oh, like, again, I never cool. win anything. And the coolest thing is you can yeah. – the way this works is in the back end of it. So you get it, and then you get an admin panel, and you can go in, and you can change all the parameters, like the BPM uh-huh. and the synth tone and the mm-hmm. beat and everything. And then yep. you yourself, you can commit that to, to the blockchain, like your which, own uh, specific – version of this generative thing is yours specifically that you made uh by far people think nfts are like a fad don't you just want to like show them this and like shake (laughs) the shit out of them (laughs) right (laughs) this is the coolest thing in the world right now yeah 
It's which it, which series is that? Is that it's three series or four? four? Series four. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, it's so the, exciting! Wow, it's so and I've wanted awesome. one, but they're too expensive. They're already like they're yeah, really they're expensive. He, he's been very good about about keeping them very expensive, which I'm really happy for him. <laughs> um, but it's like I'm j- I just can't I can't I can't spend eight ETH on this thing. Like I just can't do right. it. Uh, and I won one, and he 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 DM'd me and he said. Because I had expressed to him, like, hey, could we trade one? Like, I'll do a remix with it. Could we, like, could we work out a deal here? Yeah. And he DM'd me. He's like, I swear to God, I didn't rig this. Like, your name came up when I did the thing. Yeah. Like, anyway. So Amazing. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I love Dude, that. Being I... able to remix your, the, the token itself. I assume that, is that, like, the canonical one? So, like, if it shows up on OpenSea, is it, like, your version of it now? I'm not exactly sure. I have to ask him about it. I have to ask him yeah. about, like, the token ID is like the canonical right. version. I mean, it, in yeah. the back end, I, there, it, it says that there's like three different slots that you can uh-huh. have. Okay. And I don't oh, know. But you're changing it on chain and then the meta, yeah, yeah, the meta the meta information is probably derived from, you know off, the, from on chain. Yeah, totally. The other thing is you can invite other editors. So you know uh, what? I invited Matt already. After this, you guys, I'll get yeah. your guys' wallet addresses and you can Hell come yeah. and I won't allow you to commit it to the blockchain, but I will <laughs> allow you to to preview it. And you, and just playing with this is genuinely fun. Like I've been working, I was working on all last night and this morning because I'm gonna do a remix with it, right? So I'm trying to get it like just right for like what I think I should remix it with. It's super fun. That's really amazing. Yeah, I love that. See, that's a novel uh, interaction that I hadn't seen before. Is like hmm. getting a piece of art because because we've talked about participatory art, which is like cool. Um, as a concept, great. On the blockchain, even better, especially when it's generative, because not only the artist doesn't know what it is, but you don't know what it is until you both participate and then the thing is minted. But this is also like, like you can change the representation of this thing, uh, like literally by participating. And it, it, that's just amazing. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> it's, this oh is why goodness. I love you guys. And like, I fell in love with the podcast, but also just on Twitter, you got like Rizzo and I, our whole thing is always like surfacing the weirdest, newest projects. And yeah. you guys always seem to find like the weirdest, newest projects. Like there's Ooh. this, there's amulets that and I got infatuated with. I know Matt, <laughs> exactly. Um, but this this project reminds me of uh, a project that's coming to market on Art, Art Blocks soon uh-huh. um, called Algo Rhythms. And oh, good. The creators, yes. wait, that hasn't been done yet. Yeah, I'm what sure you know that. I've heard uh, of that. Yeah. How has it not been done yeah, yet? Right? Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Yeah, it, it's it? very it? similar. It's very similar to this. It doesn't rely. I mean, I'm looking at the OpenSea page, so I'm not deep diving into uh, mm-hmm. Death Beef right now. But it doesn't have the ASCII art component. Mm-hmm. Instead, it has um, like a more like 3D refined kind mm-hmm. of look. It's mm-hmm. like a square and sort of like a if you know like the. I don't know what the name of the instrument is. They're like pipes or bells that people hit and sort of like a xylophone situation uh-huh. underneath the, the keys that people strike uh-huh. of varying sizes so uh-huh. that the sounds are different. Anyway, uh-huh. they've uploaded all these different kind of um, patterns uh, when it comes to like rhythm and tempo and pitch mm-hmm. from around the world, like mm-hmm. Brazilian whatever, <gasps> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then they uploaded uh, synth sounds and everything is is on chain, but the generation of your algorithm, super random, and there's some just weird splices of the most exotic tempos and beats and rhythms with Mm -hmm. pitches that don't belong together normally. And it just Mm -hmm. comes together with this weird random like cube of pipes that you click and it will just kind of play through in a, a set pattern. 
and wow. it, it looks beautiful. And uh. sometimes, if you're lucky, it actually sounds beautiful. Yeah. I was playing around with the, yeah, <laughs> the algorithm before. Wow. It's, it's cool what you can, can generate. You, can Every you link refresh that? is new. Can you link that to us so we can see it? I, yeah. I, if you can find it. Um, yeah. See, I yeah. love this. This is truly a new medium. Like that's this, the this, thing. Yeah, yeah. This just doesn't. Just didn't happen before. Yeah. Uh, and the music stuff for me, the on-chain music stuff is the thing that that just, uh, you know, like a month or two ago when I first saw um, Unigrids, which was like really I think like the first one. It was on Arc Blocks, mm-hmm. um, and you know, Arsonic, who made that one, would even like admit to you like it's not the great, like it's not the greatest sounding <laughs> thing, but it's all on-chain. Like it's it's it, you, yeah. you can it'll never go away and it's there as long as we yeah. can like do javascript or whatever like we can we can still recreate Which, like, it yeah unfortunately we will always be able to do <laughs> javascript um <laughs> yeah it's just the best um where do you guys i did we talk i don't remember if we talked about this but like where do you guys fall on the sort of like on chain off chain um, argument, you know, this is mm. an argument that I was having a little bit with Jimmy in this DM conversation we we're having of like, because Jimmy's like a hard, hardcore, hardline, almost like Joe Looney level, like mm. needs to be on chain. If it's not, <laughs> then like, then then like, what the fuck are you doing? And yet, and yet, and yet, you know, um, he'll ape into board apes and and. Uh, you know, and, and become obsessed with that. So, so uh, to me, it's complicated, mm-hmm. but wh- where do you guys fall? How do you guys feel about on-chain versus off-chain? Yeah, sure. I, I mean, I think in theory, that is the way it should be. Uh, in practicality, it just isn't practical yeah. or doesn't make sense for a lot of projects, um, especially like a lot of these like uh, gaming NFTs. Yeah. You know, they're trying to spin up 100,000 NFTs at a time that people are like, you know, flying around back and forth and everything. So, uh, I mean, I, I do think like it, ideally in the future when there aren't as many barriers to get everything on chain, like the concept in itself is what I think the default way should yes. be. Uh, but in actuality, like, you know, for a lot of these projects, you know, they don't, they don't know or care and a lot of their audience doesn't right. know or care if they're going to be around in a few years and you know so why are they going to pay a premium to mint their stuff on chain uh you know for people who are producing really high-end stuff and their collectors like really want to make sure there's like some longevity attached to it you know obviously that has uh you know a tremendous use case um so i mean i think ideally good in practice uh, it's all over the board yeah yeah um definitely no one there's only one jimmy Eath out there um and thank god for him beating that drum for, for the on-chain gang yeah. <laughs> to rally around i, I think directionally it, it's absolutely where we want to go to create these sort of forever collectibles and forever art um so that it's the the actual image or media is not relying on like a particular file storage format or site that could go down or mm-hmm. could not be pinged for a while, et cetera, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. practice, like Rizal was saying, there, there's a lot of barriers to to getting everything on chain and even deciding as a as an industry or space what that's what that solution right. is. It's mm-hmm. still a very like progress experiment. Yeah. 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 A lot of good experiments being run, R Weave, Perma Web, that yep. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
again, yeah. So I feel like the experimentation is going to be very good for us, but being mindful, especially as these projects really do explode and they, they do get like hundreds of millions of dollars funneled through their marketplaces, right. if the assets are not forever proof yeah. or if they're not thinking about that long-term storage and something happens and the, the collectors lose their the image uh, the yeah the, if their art disappears right. if the right. media disappears what the fuck like that's right that's potentially existential to <laughs> the nft space mm. yeah it, oh you know totally I mean? that's a great point yeah yeah i mean i i'm kind of like hard not not even hardline but i'm like way on the other side of the spectrum where I think it almost doesn't matter um, how something is pointed to or even what it points to. Uh, we're mm-hmm. in the like link, like this this object, this record is just a centralizing force for some sort of narrative, some sort of meme. And the fact that it's represented by this image is like really useful, um, but not technically required, but totally agreed. Like if I, if a piece of art that I own, like, you know, the image is gone, it's, it's totally gone. Like, yeah, now suddenly that narrative is like <laughs> way, way less. Um, but the, the link between these two things is only as strong as the narrative, um, or can be, I guess that's the, that's the take is that one can go fully on chain and like autoglyph it, which is like zero dependencies. And that's part mm-hmm. of the art. And so that's like totally justifies itself. But for the vast majority of things, I think one could rely on the narrative of like, cool, um, this thing is useful in this project and this project will always, you know, it'll be around. And then, you know, if this project dies, well, this thing was then is then no longer useful. And so like, it's sort of this, like, how, how best to explain that? But yeah, it's like the narrative link is more than enough for me. I think it's like if platforms die, though, right? Yeah. Like we, I just saw a post the other day about like additional, yeah. which was platforms like is, a yeah. fairly large platform, mm-hmm. and like so you think like something like Maker's Place goes under, right. and then like all of a sudden like that's different than like a project that's going so under true. or something like yeah. that. Because yeah. those and things I, are contextless. I agree with the sentiment of what you're saying, man. I, I think by and large. In the grand scheme of things, it probably doesn't matter, and it probably won't matter for most people. But in situations like that, I mean, you know, people definitely dumped lots of money and right. accumulated portfolios yeah. and right. you know, all this shit. That's true. And yeah, it's just gone. And they I'm didn't like, have their stuff on like IPFS or, or anything like that. Right. Was that was that what happened with 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 that marketplace? With the uh, additional. Uh, you know, I'm not exactly sure. There, there was another one of them as well. Uh, Matt, maybe you know uh, a little bit more about it than I do, but I know there was another platform that was essentially like a sister platform to that that was like the same deal. And, you know, people are just left with blank tokens, uh, you know, at this point. Right. With, uh, there's still the part of it. It's on the blockchain, but not pointing to anything. Uh, Matt, do you remember anything more about that than I do? The only project that comes to mind is, is additional for me. In that instance that was like the, mm-hmm. the big one that everyone constantly yeah. refers back to right yeah luckily i wasn't impacted by the other one thank god <laughs> right. no exposure there <clears throat> matthew you work at nifty gateway do they do they put stuff up on ipfs or no so i'm not exactly 100 percent sure mm-hmm. about the, the storage solution there i do uh-huh. know that they utilize ipfs i'm not sure what is stored on mm-hmm. ipfs so that's that's the only caveat there but right. in terms of the, the longer term storage and updating what we do have to something that would be potentially more permanent uh, is something that we are looking at. Because, again, like this is something this year is not super important. Yeah. But as time goes by, the scale grows like we have to get a better yeah, solution totally. for artists and, and Which collectors. is from from what I understand, that's basically every marketplace, including OpenSea. I've talked with them a yeah. bit. 
you know, because I'm yeah. concerned about Song a Day. Like they are looking at they're they're working to get stuff onto our weave, you know, mm-hmm. at some mm-hmm. point. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The problem is that it's just really so- hard and annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. For what it's worth, I remember Jim did. Uh, Twitter uh, post or something about it that was talking about the different platforms and you know there's a continuum of like on chainness from platform yeah. to platform and I remember him saying that Nifty Gateway actually came out on the top or like very near the top yeah. in terms of like uh, you know there's like 10 million different things you can put on right. chain depending on like how like on chain you, be, you right. are or whatever so yeah and yeah, he you be. and he hates um. open sea for that reason <laughs> yes, he does. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, I feel my like morning just gets a little bit yeah. brighter when Jimmy Eve gets on Twitter and just like lambasts <laughs> OpenSea. It's just like, oh my god, it's so fun to watch. Poor it will be a few bad. times a week. It's great to wake up to. Yeah, back to my reg- regular scheduled uh, OpenSea bashing. Exactly. Um, you know, it's it's interesting because to me, a project you add in the the on chainness of it. Uh, and it immediately to me becomes more interesting. Like they, like, like sure. I'm, you know, I, I have bought plenty of things that aren't on chain at all. And my song and a project is, is on OpenSea, which is like, you know, the least of the least. And I think that's, I think it's totally fine and it is what it is and nothing is perfect, but take like algorithm or deaf beefs work, like without being on chain, those would just be like in right. like like any of the other hundreds of thousands right. of interesting it's just ge- art generative right. music art things that you can find online right. the fact that it's right. like there on chain and sort of immutable right. in the blockchain space is like what m- brings it to this other plane totally. of existence that's what makes know? it relevant at all though right? at all because yeah. of how tied in the on chainness is to its its own self right like right. it's fully embracing the medium that's why it's like hyper relevant and so then other projects don't they don't rely on that right. aspect of, you know like me i'm just posting for a cool image me bits as well yeah you, you know has a different or even CryptoBunks has like a different like thing that recommends it that that is mm-hmm. the reason why you'd want to collect it so yeah that's mm-hmm. my take it's like some some projects to me are just like really exciting <laughs> because of that and then other projects 100%. are exciting for other reasons yeah, I think the difference is that it's, or not the difference, but like one of the key facets of that is that the fact that, for example, uh, Def Bit or Def Beef is on chain is like the entire point. Right. Otherwise, it's just a very cool generative art project, but that doesn't elevate it into something we care about. I wanna, I wanna do, ha, do one more topic, um, uh, and that is, I want to talk about bored apes a bit, if we can. I know nothing about bored. Oh, apes. that's good. That's actually Same good. Here. That's actually fair. Uh, what about you two? Did you? I, I have a sort of I have a sort of spicy take that that uh, for the end of the podcast here. But but I, I'm curious, did Matthew or, or Rizzle? Did you guys ape into board apes at all? Like what? Wh- where where did that land for you? No, I'm, I'm just like Matthew or Matt rather. Um, I, <laughs> I was it was like a weekend project that popped up. I saw yeah, it yeah. proliferate over the Twitter profiles, and whenever that happens, I'm like, yeah, not really for me. <laughs> I don't like to follow that sort of like mm-hmm. mimetic, mimetic aping mm-hmm. you know yeah I mean? yeah me neither it was yeah. like reminiscent of hash masks yes. and i was like oh, it's probably gonna be super Ooh, expensive yes. like, what is this <laughs> yes yeah. no but there's yes. a little bit of spiciness there subdued it but, uh, oh yes Rizzle? yeah what about you Rizzle? uh 
I, I don't want to like bite the hand that feeds me or anything. Uh, Jim, Jim aped in and was nice enough to send me an ape. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, it's hard for me to not like objectively look at this project and think it's not some sort of like degen conspiracy. Yes, to, yes, you know, that's my spicy take. You just said it. Yes, you <laughs> said it. Conspiracy. Okay, Wait, tell me more. That is no. You say it, Rizzle. Lay tell it out because that's the thing. Lay it out. Lay it out for us. Like, what would that look like? I mean... Be be honest and be true I, and just go for it. <laughs> I'm serious. Just don't worry about who you're going to offend. This is how I get myself I, in no, trouble, No, I know. Man. I will uh, back you up. No, I, I'm here no. for you. I mean, I mean, okay. So, like, real talk. Like, how many times have we seen this yes. happen where, like, a project comes up, like, in the middle of the night and... We don't even have to name names. Guess who ends up holding all of them? We don't them. have to name names. Just happen to starts with a P, yeah, and ends with a rank C. And, <laughs> Sorry. Yo, and so you know we've seen this pattern happen like a million times, where like you know certain players in the game have managed to scoop up everything before anyone's ever heard of them until there are only like crumbs left over uh, for anyone else to pick up. Uh, you know, dump on noobs' heads, rinse, repeat. I don't know, man. It just it just reeks of that to me. Although I gotta say, the artwork is fucking cool. Yeah. I, I do legit really like the artwork. I feel like we've seen this playbook before, just mm-hmm. with fungible things, and this time we put a pretty artwork on it. And uh, mm-hmm. same, 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 but different. Yeah, and that and that's yeah. the thing, right? Is that is that. Um, I mean, Rizzle, you you laid it out there, and that and that's and that's it. And <laughs> as far as these things go, like to me, people are gonna fucking get pissed at me. Well, no, no, I'm here for you. I will back you up on this. I think you're absolutely right. Like, it's hard to look at it and not feel like there's some like undisclosed. Like, this is the kind of thing that like people in you know uh, whatever insider trading. This is like the kind of thing that like mm. the SEC take people to task for. Is like. It's hard to look at it and not think that there's some kind of thing going on. It's yeah. it's just it's hard based on based on the 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 not just like the fact that certain people are aping in but the like ver, the what's the word I'm looking for like the 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 power with which they come into it. It's like uh, all of a sudden it's, it's like let's take a blah! But you know, board apes—they're <laughs> the most important thing ever. <laughs> you know, like, like, okay, we get it, we get it, we get it. Like, it's cool. Um, it's the kind of—it's that kind of yeah. like all-encompassing moment is—is is to me the. Um, now, you know, the thing about board apes is it's like you said, the art is super well done, and yeah. you know, the the digitally rare. Um, our our manifesto, our rallying cry of narrative and stuff, they've done really well. Like they've got the mm-hmm. entire Agreed. like uh, aesthetic is perfect. The story of these like, these bored apes living in a swamp and like the dirty bathroom. Like so, here's the There's thing, a Matt. Story. Like, well, the story is is very simple. I mean, it's just basically like a bunch of apes okay. hanging out in a swamp and stuff. And okay. like that. That's, and here they it, are. It's and here they are, and it's enough. Okay. I can't find the description where there there was some description that was really nice. They're called the Board Ape Ape Yacht Club, and that's just oh, nice. Oh, right, right, right. It's just nice. Uh, and but yeah. here's the thing, Matt: if you get access, if you own an ape, you uh-huh. get access to the bathroom. Oh yeah, cool. Where Tokenized you can social. where you can um, put like a pixel. It's like a it's like a community drawing thing, like drawing on the uh-huh. on the wall of a bathroom. Yeah, cool. All and right. you can put a pixel down like every five minutes or something to oh, okay. to, to yeah. communi- communi- uh, make a community drawing like on uh-huh. the 
Yeah, which, I dig that. Um, I think the oh, other sh- thing with that's board apes yeah. that Jimmy pointed this out is that I think the project conveys the full copyright ownership to the owners, or the collectors Ooh. rather, yeah, so that they can use that for whatever purpose they want. I'm sure within they, not putting like swastikas on these board ass <laughs> apes or whatever, but I feel like that's a experiments in copyright are probably Very just as interesting as the on chain yeah. aspect. Yeah. I was waiting for that to. I was waiting for someone to do that, and it seems like they did. That's really Outstars. awesome. Outstars oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I didn't realize that, as well. And to bring it mm-hmm. all the way back around, this is a good way to end because to bring it all the way back around to the beginning of the podcast, what we don't want in this space, and what we have currently, and what we really don't want is a is a is a kind of centralization, is the ability mm. for any one or two or three people to mm. to control that kind of thing right mm. like that's what christie's is christie's yeah. is essentially christie's says this basquiat is worth 82 million dollars mm. and you know or, or like here's this basquiat or that the art world you know is so mm. centralized and like mm. that's what we don't want we don't want people coming mm. in and telling us this is what you should mm. like sure 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 Right. Yeah. Um, and that, and 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 I, I fear that a little bit in these situations. Mm-hmm. Like that, when I woke up, I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, this, I felt the same way." Anyway, mm-hmm. I feel like right now, though, like we're all in such a small room, right? And mm-hmm. the voices that we do listen to, they have, they carry great reputational weight yeah. for, for mm-hmm. the current moment, yeah. right? And that's where you see the the legacy auction houses come in, or folks with like very very large sh- social followings. Yeah. But if you look back in history and you think about like, well, what happened to the quote unquote mass media, right? Mm-hmm. Which is neither mass nor like really media anymore, <laughs> or I don't know what to call it. Mm-hmm. It's just like one of many voices that are on like your mm-hmm. Twitter feed mm-hmm. or on your social uh, mm-hmm. feed. And mm-hmm. I think over time as the individuals get more familiar and mm-hmm. have better tools to enable them to create better places, mm-hmm. to launch things and, and all that, then we'll start to see some of this legacy weight diminish yeah. on the whole yeah. as more people are able to raise themselves up which I think is, is going to be the most exciting part and you, you can start to see certain examples with like platforms like algorithms that have people that again like very very technically uh, proficient yeah. uh, come in and, and do really cool things yes. that they wouldn't ordinarily have been able to do and yeah. profit from it yes. and then funnel that back into more and more cool things that's so, the mm-hmm. coolest that's, that's I mean that's the coolest thing right that ultimately and this what got me interested is like like people like Def Beef again, and people like algorithms can make these things where before there was literally no way to make money off of them. Like literally mm. nothing you yeah. could do. Yeah. You created this really freaking cool thing, and there was no way that anyone was ever going to give you any money for it. And now there is. Totally. Uh, I'm looking at algorithms. Wait, I'm sending this to Matt because this is sweet. This is oh my god. This is like, you know what it's like? It's like I I I I, I see what you're saying now. Um, Matthew trying to explain like what they're like. They're like tubes. They're like the 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 musical tubes that people play almost. Oh, fun! Yeah. yeah. What is the name of that instrument? I, I wanted know. to say like Let's organ see. pipes, but it's not. No, that's not it's, really it's, right it's, uh, way to describe it. Wait, tube instrument there was a guy, that the uh, Blue Man Group plays. Or something like no, that? no, 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 no. Blue no, no, no. the big long Blue Man one. Group. Yeah, it's PB, like the Blue Man Group thing. A this thong was big on YouTube. Uh, apparently, it's it's what? called a thongophone. All right. Literally, yeah, never heard that word before. The thongophone yeah. produces sound by striking a rubber clapper using a, using usually a thong. 
hence his namesake, <laughs> against the opening of oh, one of many PVC like pipes. Like a sandal, a sandal thong. A sandal yeah. thong, yes, 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 yes. You slap the, the sandal on the pipe. Okay, I totally see how this instrument was invented. Yes. Um, <laughs> have you guys ever seen the Blue Man Group do that? Like, that's like a famous... They're like yeah, the f- I have yeah. big fan of Arrested Development. Yeah, yes, yes, there you go. <laughs> Wait, okay, so when is this go has this already gone on sale? When does this go on sale? Do we know? Uh they announced the launch date, so it's coming coming soon, trademark. Um so yeah, just keep this keep this on the download. Yeah, do, for now. do do so do one. My lord. Yeah. Yeah, as soon as I saw those like Han, fuck me. I need so, this. I need all these. It's very colorful life. and like and, and yeah, and genuinely beautiful. Um, very cool i'm so into how they create these sounds actually just mm-hmm. with software you yeah. know what i mean it's yeah. really yeah it's not uh, math <laughs> yeah math um well uh that's our show thanks so much to to matthew and rizzle for 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 uh coming on and and hanging out with us and uh, keeping it keeping it real with the board apes for sure. Um, <laughs> anyone comes after oh, you for nothing this, but the truth. Yeah, let me know, and I will uh, I will back you up. Result. When does this come out? When do I need to yeah, run for yeah, cover? Exactly. Right, right, right. Exactly. All these monkeys. Exactly. <laughs> Keep the monkeys off your back. Um, okay, so LOL. so to end with, is there any? Um, I guess you already did it with algorithms. Is there any project mm-hmm. that you guys are working on or anything coming up that you guys want to uh, shout out or promote, make sure that people know about? Um, just if anyone's interested in exploring the metaverse and figuring out like in a very easy to approach way, like some of the new cool projects out there, hit mm-hmm. up the WIP meetup. We hold it every Thursday, 12 p.m. Pacific, usually in CryptoVoxels. Follow the WIP meetup on Twitter, Keep in touch with that. Listen to the Matthew and Rizzle show. Follow myself on Twitter at Nifty Time. Follow Rizzle NFT Land. That's my show bag. What's yours, Rizzle? Me and Matt, aside from this podcast right here, Matt and I have the most underrated podcast in the entire crypto space. <laughs> nice. and everyone should fucking listen to that it. That is true. Yeah. That is absolutely true. <laughs> Heck That's yeah. All. Let's stick with that. Um, Matt, do you have anything you want to pimp? today um no i think i will i will leave with a teaser of of another uh weird project that was deployed before crypto kitties and is i'm gonna say it just as cool as autoglyphs (gasps) until next time what really oh yeah oh oh this is (laughs) what a fucking cliffhanger this is the secret this is this is the secret that you were keeping from me that we're talking on friday yes 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 man now i gotta wait two days (laughs) Right. It's going, I get a link to this call? Yeah, absolutely. Shit. Yeah, you you want the live alpha? Oh um, my god. Can we stop recording yeah. so you can tell us? Oh my god. No, see I'm going in blind. This is the whole thing. I don't know anything no. about it. I'm going in completely blind. I, so I'm so excited to get um, your reaction, Jonathan, because I mean it's 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 really just delightful and then the historical narrative, the everything Fuck, is I'm gonna I'm gonna pass it's just, out. Oh, I feel like it's, I'm gonna it's like pass a beautiful out Lego brick. That's amazing. <laughs> Um, I do just want to, if, if you're hearing my voice, this is probably, uh, around, you know, uh, let's see next week. So mid May we're in mid May right now. If you're hearing my voice currently in on, on May 27th, I'm dropping year two of song a day on OpenSea for 0.12 ETH nice. each 365 songs. There's one song that is, uh, going to be not 
0.12 ETH. It's going to be an auction, just a regular old auction. Yeah. And that's going to be the Steve Jobs song, the song that made Steve Jobs actually dance. It made him actually yep. dance. Um, and that doesn't that, usually do so, apparently. <laughs> and that happened in year two. That happened exactly <laughs> 11 years ago this July. So um, that's really cool. So that's it. So so that's happening. Uh, that's on May 17th. And then a week and then 10 days later is May 27th is my my year two drop. I'm very nervous about it. The the, the, the NFT space has cooled down a little bit. Don't know what's going to happen, but hopefully uh, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll do mm -hmm. well. So mm -hmm. uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Song of Day Man. You can follow Matt at Matt G. Condon. I on need Twitter. a new NFT name, damn. Yo, yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. And uh, if you have us, you know, go find us on the go find us on the podcast yeah. app, the the, the and iTunes, and leave us a review. Subscribe to Matthew and Rizzlepod. Yeah, and go find them and yeah. leave them a review too, because yeah. because that that's helpful. Matthew yeah. and Rizzle, absolutely. And go listen to them. Go listen to to the episode where they interviewed me, and they they you guys are always interviewing. Yeah. Really, freaking cool people. So go listen to their podcast as well. And that's it for us. Uh, we'll see you next time. Oh, Until Matt, you got to say your thing. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna embarrass you in front was, of our I friends. I was so close. No, not yeah. in front of our cool podcast <laughs> yeah. friends. Yeah, yeah, you got to say it. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, God. Um, uh, uh, oh, God, Rick. I don't know if I get nifty. <laughs> say it. All right, stop it. No. All right, get nifty. Get nifty. Leave. Get yeah. nifty. That's it. All right, that's the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>